Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. You know what I didn't realize? I left here, and it was May, and now it's June. And did you know that uh, this is Pride Month? I, I don't even knew this. And I didn't even know it was Pride Month until I tried to order Pizza Hut. And then I realized that uh, Pizza Hut has got a new, uh, they're endorsing a new LGBT-themed book. And the book is called Big Wig. Uh, and it's a, a reading incentive program aimed at children aged 4 to 12. Big Wig is about a child who dresses in drag to compete in a costume contest. And I just thought I was going to go order some pizza and some wings. Now, we all know that drag is commonly associated with gay men who dress up flamboyantly in women's clothes and adopt female personas. Uh, they are known as drag queens. I know this because we've gone to see several drag shows. They're hilarious. They really are. Some, uh, when I lived in Minneapolis, uh, Miss Richfield, 1985, was a trans performer. Absolutely hilarious. Absolutely uh, hilarious. They are not to be confused with transgenders or, I guess, can I say the word transvestite? I'm not sure if it's possible to say that anymore. But that's the thing right now, and I guess Pizza Hut has gone uh, down with, uh, that didn't mean to say that and sounded kind of strange. But anyway, makes you kind of wonder about ordering a 9-inch or a 12-inch or a 16-inch. But anyway, that said, uh, a lot of people are saying that, you know, Pizza Hut has gone completely full woke by endorsing this. Other companies have gone completely full woke with regard to uh, LGBTQRSTUV month, which is this month, I guess, is... What is, is it? It's Pride Month. Okay, so it's not LGBTQIA plus plus because that's so ungodly ridiculous. It's just called Pride Month. And, and listen, I have no problem with uh, gays or transgendered, whatever. You you know this. Uh, you know, I actually officiated a gay wedding. Um, there was no fighting involved, but uh, and then I introduced a lesbian couple at their reception. You know, so no big deal to me. No big deal to me. But I think if if uh, Pizza Hut is going to go full woke like they appear to have done, I think what they need to do is they need to sell a vegetarian pizza that identifies as a vegetarian pizza when actually there's sausage in it, okay? So I think they ought to take the Pizza Hut veggie. They should do the Pride Month veggie pizza since they are down with the, uh, you know, the transgenderism and, and all of that stuff, and they want to promote bigwig. So what they do is they, they create a vegetarian pizza and if you try to say that because there's sausage in the pizza, then you will be called a, uh, a vegan-phobe, a vegetarian pizza-phobe. And so you just shut up and eat the pizza is what you should do. So what you do is they, they kind of uh, tuck the, uh, the, the sausage into the pizza, cover it up with uh, cheese and veggies so you don't even notice it, just looks like a veggie pizza. And you go ahead and eat the pizza, and you're like, hey, I ordered a veggie pizza. And then they say, hey. Are you transphobe? What the hell is your problem? You won't get, you just eat your pizza and shut up.
That's just my idea. I thought it was a good idea. If you're going to go full welk and promote big wig at Pizza Hut, might as well do a vegetarian pizza or a pizza that uh, identifies as vegetarian but actually is hiding a secret, a sausage. And I'm just saying, maybe uh, maybe um, this is one of the things that I thought about last night when I was getting ready for the show. Now, we do have a loaded show. This is the introduction to the show. Things aren't looking so good in the polls. Here's ABC this weekend. Yeah, George, what you're seeing is President Biden is a serious drag on Democratic candidates nationwide. And it's driven by his approval rating on a range of issues. He is badly... What are the issues that are most affecting average Americans? ...underwater on all of the top issues, including the big ones. Inflation, gas prices. He has less than 30% approval rating on the issues that we're told... Who the hell's approving of him? ...voters are dominating their state... Maybe other people who are mentally infirmed. ...mind, even on issues like gun violence, abortion rights, issues that he is elevating into the conversation in recent weeks, he is still uh, significantly underwater... The only issue that we see him above water on, 56% approval rating on his handling of COVID-19. The problem for Democrats and Biden is that... because people have left COVID-19 behind and he just happened to be the president. That happens to be the issue that voters are telling us is the least likely to be animating their vote this fall. And, of course, they're trying to do everything they can to distract. To distract from this, including this uh, new push for gun control. There was another mass shooting, by the way. There were several mass shootings in the country this weekend, and Joe Biden will not take the time to go visit these communities like he did with regard to Buffalo, New York. Mother of five was killed. Seven others injured in a drive-by shooting at a high school graduation party in South Carolina. There were a number of these incidents around the country. We see there's no political capital to be gained from this mass shooting, you say. Adriana Tutu Kind was her name. Tutu is her nickname. Kind, the last name, was killed when gunmen opened fire on a graduation party. Seven others were wounded, six of whom were aged 12 and 17. Authorities believe the shooting was gang-related and a possible retaliation for another drive-by shooting. A GoFundMe page has been set up to help Adriana Kind's family pay for her celebration of life. It's also known as a funeral. She was 32, by the way. She is survived by five children, the youngest of whom is three months old. I don't think Joe Biden canceled his vacation to go visit. Listen. Well, no, he did. No, he did not. He did not. Adriana's mother said that she was resting inside of their home when the party took place on the lawn. She said while she was resting, she had a dream that her daughter got shot. And then, of course, uh, after waking, uh, she went outside. She, she got outside. She started hearing gunshots from the porch finch. I could see a opening in my porch. Then I could see, I don't know what the color of the vehicle was, but I know it was uh, that, that fire was coming from it. Uh, and then I saw my daughter lying on the ground. I could not go over there. I could not force myself to go over there where she was lying on that ground. Mindy Kind also said that her 12-year-old grandson was shot in the leg with a bullet entering and exiting his thigh. On her Facebook page, Adriana Kind said that she was originally from Somerton and graduated Scott Branch High School in 2017. In total, 60 to 70 rounds were fired during the attack. And oddly enough, most probably none of those were from an assault rifle. Never know. But, of course, uh, this last week, while I was on vacation, they did their very best. The left, the mainstream media, big social media, did their very best to go after the Second Amendment. And let me just explain real quick to you what the Second Amendment is all about. It's not about hunting. It's not about target practice. It never has. 
And anybody who uh, says that it's just about hunting and tell you don't need a, you don't need an assault rifle, you don't need this, you don't need that to go uh, hunting. Well, no, I don't. You're exactly right. You're 100% right. I do not need that. You know what I need it? In case the government decides to take over everything, disarm the population, and murder everybody, like has happened so many times in history by governments that uh, espouse the same views as the left in our country. Yeah. So the next time somebody says that about the Second Amendment, you just tell them that the Second Amendment was created to protect the citizenry from an overzealous totalitarian government. That is why it is there. That is why you need a weapon of war if you can get it and decide to accept the responsibility and training to own that weapon. We saw in Ukraine, the country where gun ownership was basically stopped by the government. And then when they got attacked by Russia, the government was begging the citizenry to arm up, to take uh, assault weapons and defend themselves. Kind of funny, huh? When the government was trying to save its own ass they decided that gun ownership was okay. And the people were responsible enough to have one. The founding fathers said that we have the right to keep and bear arms. Are there people among us who should not be able to keep and bear arms? Yes, those who have extensive criminal records, those who are uh, insane, and there are uh, many laws in effect for both of those things. But still, things like what happened in Uvalde, things like what happened in Buffalo happen. We haven't addressed the fact that a generation of children have spent two years in absolute absolute solitude, have been uh, terrified for the last two decades about climate change and then about a disease that wouldn't kill them, but closed their schools down and made them have to wear masks for years. None of that has been addressed. All they care about is, oh, we got a body count. We got a a specific caliber of weapon. We don't know what we're talking about. We have an excuse to go after the Second Amendment. Fine, let's do it. Let's do it. And the big debate is uh, 18-year-olds getting uh, weapons of war. They're called weapons of war. I'm really thinking about getting an AR-15. I'm not kidding. Just to have it. Just to have it. I've I've already got several guns. I don't have an AR-15. I've got several guns. All legal, by the way. But I'm thinking about getting an AR just because I can. Just I, I can have it because I realize now how important it is to have that weapon. To defend myself, my family, not only against someone who might break into my home or injure me, but also an overzealous totalitarian government, which we appear to be kind of leaning toward. This is Jerry Nadler. The Nadler. He is a, uh, a Batman villain. His power is being able to hike his pants up in impossibly high, close to his nipples. Uh, here is uh, Jerry Nadler uh, being confronted about the whole 18-year-olds uh, and raising the, uh, the ownership age for a legal weapon to 21 years old. Uh, 16 for driving in some states. We recognize... Uh... Now, realize Democrats across the country want 16 to be the legal age for voting. All right, they want 16 to be the legal age for voting for precisely the exact reason that Jerry Nadler is stating why 18-year-olds shouldn't have guns. A 21 for drinking. Um, so we recognize different ages for different purposes. That's all I want to say. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Could I have a second to engage that? Certainly. Would, I'll would, yield to the gentleman from Kentucky. Would, would the chairman join me in co-sponsoring a bill to raise the draft age to 21? No. 
And, but the chairman feels that their brains aren't fully formed at 18, 19, and 20. The, 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 well, no, the, your, your brain is not formed when you're that age, but we want you to vote, but not on a firearm. Research does indicate that in certain respects, but the selective service uh, needs, I mean, if, if, if the country needs people, it needs people. It needs people. Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, if the country needs people, it needs people. 18 to 20 year one year olds, you do not have the same rights as everyone else. You don't. Now, you can fight and die for the country. Oh, hell yeah. You can fight and die in a place like Afghanistan or Iraq. But come back here, you can't have a gun, you can't drink. People whose brains aren't fully formed? In certain respects, yes. Uh, I yield back. In certain respects, but only selective uh, respects is when we decide whether or not you are mentally able to uh, own a gun. Fine to vote. You're fine to vote. You're fine to go to school and consider changing your gender when you're 12. But uh, as far as gun ownership, no, no, no. See, because that's the whole brain thing. And, you know, that's that. Yeah. Back to the subject du jour. Uh, here is um, Joe Scarborough. This is him talking about assault weapons and uh, the AR-15s and all that stuff. And, and Joe Scarborough is, um, you know, I just thought he was kind of a turncoat conservative. But he's really quite stupid, to be quite honest. Uh, Joe Scarborough used to fill in for Rush Limbaugh. And uh, he sold his soul for a piece of something. And he's saying stupid crap like this about uh, AR-15s and how they're deadlier than the M-16 that uh, hundreds of thousands of American troops have carried into battle. I said this before. I said it a couple weeks ago. I'll say it again. This style weapon, deadlier than what we had our soldiers carry around during Vietnam. Okay, this man is a complete and utter moron because uh, the, the guns that are sold in America do not have a fully automatic capability, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, an M16, and please, Vietnam veterans, uh, call me and, and share. I'd love to hear your thoughts. About six or 700 shots per a minute, I believe, is what it is. I could be wrong. Don't have an M16. Have shot an M16, don't get me wrong, uh, but don't have an M16. We actually have one political party in America that will not allow us to do anything to move forward to give police officers the ability to go in. What the hell are you talking about? In Uvalde, Texas, 20 police officers stood out the door, outside the door. Finally, a mom ran in to rescue her own kid, and they stood out there and waited till they got a key to open the door. I told you last year that what would happen is the next crisis would be food. I was right. When COVID is gone, it'll be gas. When gas is, uh, you know, it's still a problem, there's going to be another crisis. That's going to be food. And Joe Biden expects that. Even though the government caused the massive shortage that caused, I mean, Europe was fine. Mexico's fine. Canada, fine. United States, not fine. The United States, the government of the United States caused this problem. And Joe Biden desperately begged air carriers to use their cargo holds to bring formula from Europe and uh, got a couple of military transports, uh, which brought about 3 million uh, cans of it to the country. 3.7, I think, last week, 3.7 million, which means uh, precisely D word for Richard in the grand scheme of things when you consider how many millions of babies need to be fed in our country. Let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove, California, where the gas is what this week? Hard to tell. Randall, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, my friend? Yeah, I think it's around 7 or something, but I quit driving a long time ago. But uh, anyway, good morning, Rob. Yes, sir. I want yes, to talk up? about Uvalde. I mean, yes. yeah. And uh, 
the fact that they need to have a federal law that requires every police department and every and every school uh, to uh, have police refreshed on where the doors are, yep. front and back, where the halls are, where the classrooms are. We want to get serious about protecting the students instead of getting rid of our uh, hey, Randall, uh, Randall, listen to this. Ohio's Republican governor is signing a bill that will allow school employees to carry handguns. This is interesting. Uh, Ohio Democrats argued against it, of course, but it was actually a Republican majority in the state's legislature uh, insisted that the measure would prevent future tragedies, so they went ahead and fast-tracked the legislation. Now, here's the deal. Uh, this not only requires extensive training for school personnel, but also extensive, significant scenario-based training. So uh, this well, is pretty remarkable. Uh, I would venture to say that if you uh, put a uh, uh, no-gun zone, gun-free zone on a school building versus uh, an Ohio school that has said, okay, we're going to go ahead and train some responsible gun owners to respond in case of something like this, that the shooter would probably go to the gun-free zone. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's defunding the police that did okay. not allow the resources for SWAT, FBI, and other officers. That's why it took so long. And the second thing is they were saying that some of the police didn't know where the doors and hallways were. I'm, I'm advocating for a Federal law be passed that every police department, every school in the country uh, have drills where the police know every hallway and door and classroom in those buildings in case there's a siege like this. Uh, that's where I, I believe the funding should go and also yeah. restoring the funding to the police that's already supposed to be on duty. Because I well, believe that's what happened. Uh, there were a lot yeah. of balls. There were a lot of balls dropped in the uh, case of Ivaldi. A door was left open. A teacher was outside. Uh, there was no resource officer, etc. At my daughter's school, there was a an attempted shooting, where a student got into the. Uh, there's an alcove at the beginning of the the school. You have to show an ID with a camera, the person in the office, and then there's a a box where you are stuck between the two until you are cleared to go in. This student managed to get in because of his ID and also because he he hid a handgun. But they were able to stop the shooter from hurting any more people when the police officer who's at the school took him out. So um, that's the kind of stuff that's working in states across America, and it's working at schools across America, and probably has already stopped uh, even the thought of doing something like this until Uvalde. Let's go to uh, Paul in Baltimore. Hello there, Paul. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, my friend? Hi, Rob. I was just listening to you, and um, the military round is a 5.56 for an M16. Yeah. And a demonstration was usually done before you learned to shoot it in uh, basic. I fired the 14 on the M16. And the uh, demonstration was they would take a 50 caliber uh, ammunition can and fill it full of water, put it mm -hmm. downrange about 100 yards, and shoot it with an M16. You would watch the sides, the fronts, the backs, the bottom, and the top blow out. That's yep. the effect of an M16 round. Yep. Now, when you compare that with an AR-15, what sort of a, uh, a reaction do you get? AR-15 AR round um, would not have the same velocity, the same, the same impact. Yep. Uh, yep. The AR-15 round, they were developed along, uh, when law enforcement started going to like the 9-millimeter rounds. Um, yep. They were more of a defense-type round. 
Yeah. Well, you know, Paul, um, yeah, what they're going to go after, what they're going to go after, and what the, what the, there, there's a couple different ways they want to go after guns in America, the left. And one of them is the high capacity magazine. They want to keep a, a magazine below 10 rounds, which, by the way, you know, if you've got how many rounds in your nine millimeter, that would suddenly become a high capacity round would be unsellable. Uh, we don't live in a day of six shooters anymore. We live in a completely different era. So as far as limitation of magazine size, that's one of the ways they're going to the, attempt to do it. Also, Joe Biden wants to uh, have people be able to sue gun manufacturers when something like this happens. We saw this uh, in the case of Adam Lanza and uh, the the plaintiffs in the case at the, uh, the, the, the elementary school involved, they were able to um, get money from the gun manufacturers. This is nonsensical. Uh, it is absolutely nonsensical because otherwise if there was a car accident, you could sue the, the motor company. If there was an, an accident involving alcohol or the, the death related to an overdose of, uh, of alcohol, then you should be able to sue Jack Daniels. It's all nonsense. It's all meant to limit the, the Second Amendment. And not necessarily just to limit it, but to get rid of firearms in America, Paul. That's what this is all about. Yeah, their, their lawsuits make about as much sense as suing God for putting us all on this earth. Um, well, there are times. Uh, it's, 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 it's always the same thing when it comes to the Democrats. More laws, more legislation, take away the guns from the rights of the owners, of the, le- the legally people who own the guns, um, and try and take more control. Yeah, exactly, 100%. And they're not going to be able to do it unless they amend the Constitution, and, in, and uh, in, that isn't going to happen anytime soon. So what I would well, suggest is if somebody says that your AR-15 is a weapon of war, you say, okay, sure. Yeah, and, and by the way, the, the reason why the Second Amendment exists is so that people can defend themselves against uh, enemies, domestic and foreign, by the way. So a weapon of war, if you want to call it that, fine. I am constitutionally guaranteed to have it, not for target practice and not for hunting. Go ahead. Yeah, the, um, the AR-15 does not have the stopping power of the M-16, basically. No. Um, no. But uh, I'm 72 years old. Yes. I spent two tours in Vietnam. I can tell you this, um, living in Baltimore, I've never seen it worse than it is right now. I know. And I was a cop in this city for 27 years. Wow. And this is the worst I've ever seen it. And all the legislation in the world will not do anything to stop crime unless crime is enforced. In the military, you learn that before you can be in charge of anything, you must be in control. They're not in control here. We're not in control in most of the places in the country. And we're losing valuable assets and officers every day because of this nonsense that they're preaching. Yeah, it's uh, it's time to fight back, Paul. Thanks for your service, bro. And uh, as a, not only in the in the uniform, but also a military uniform, but also a civilian uh, police officer's uniform, I should say. Appreciate it, bro. And please feel free to chime in uh, about the, these issues and also particularly uh, all of the things that uh, cities like Baltimore are facing. I greatly appreciate it. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Have you guys signed up for Stamps.com yet? Well, time is money, and you don't want to waste uh, time or money with repeated trips to the post office. Stamps.com, you could skip the trip, focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right now from your computer, saves you money on the process. So you spend less time at the post office and more time making uh, your customers happy. Stamps.com gives you access to all post office and UPS shipping services you might need from your computer and get discounts you won't find anywhere else. All you need is a computer, standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. 
Sign up with the promo code NEWSMAX at Stamps.com for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX for Stamps.com. Here's our new Kamala Harris theme song for Paul. Jim Gossett, by the way. Out there in California, where politicians are on the left, uh-huh. was a girl who helped Sleepy Joe with his 2020 theft. Liberal Cammy, bird salad Cammy, cackling Cammy. Yeah. Oh. Every fella in Frisco town yes. says she got where she is cause of Willie Brown. <laughs> She won't go to the border, even though that's her post. Hanging out with the Hollywood left, that's what she loves most. A wall canny, her dereliction is uncanny. Jim Gossett, right here, come on. Everybody says it is a shame that her excuses, they are so lame. Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. She's hoping that Joe Biden uh-huh. won't make it through four years. He won't. If Joe and Hunter wind up in jail, a cammy won't be shed in tears. Conniving cammy. <laughs> Give her an Oscar or a cammy. She said that it would be a shame if Potter and Joe aren't on a chain game. <laughs> so here's a, a word salad cami. Um, um, she was at the 90th annual meeting of a U.S. Conference of Mayors. I don't know why she was there. She's not a mayor. Uh, but anyway, she was there at uh, Reno, uh, where I went and uh, shot a man just to watch him die. Anyway, uh, she was there. Here's what she had to say about uh, uh, being a mayor and, uh, and all of the uh, rights and responsibilities afforded. And I know that each of you is up to this challenge. Yes. Because yes, why? you are... The mayor. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God I wasn't on a vacation with her because I would have just taken a leap right off that uh, 13th floor building that we stayed in. I just would have been like, you know, not worth it. Just not worth it. I can't I can't talk to you anymore. I'm just going to go jump off the balcony. Uh, Let's go to uh, Sean in Catonsville, Maryland, wants to talk about uh, the AR-15. Hello there, Sean. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Oh, thank you, Rob. Really appreciate you taking my call. Just real quick, I may be coming in late to the conversation, but I'm a responsible gun owner. I purchased a uh, 9-millimeter handgun. It comes standard with a 15-round magazine. I bought it in Maryland, which prevents you from purchasing that size. So what they do is they block it, okay? So it will only hold 10. That allows them to sell it. However, once it's your possession and you know anything mechanically aptitude, you can remove that. So now you have a 15-round magazine, okay? So... I could. I had to go through a licensing procedure, which is great. I had to go through, obtain a handgun yes. uh, license uh, process, two, three days of classes, background checks, this, that. Went to the gun, or, gun store, yep. bought the gun, went through background check, waited, picked up the gun. 
I now live in Pennsylvania. I can walk into a, a, a gun store, show a driver's license, wait there for a, a they do a, a cursory background check, and I get it in you know a few days. Furthermore, all I need is a Pennsylvania driver's license, two references, and I have a concealed carry permit. And you can't get a concealed carry permit in Maryland without, you know, 43 reasons. Yeah, well, you know, I, I have no problem with a background check. It's fine. Uh, I have I a either. real problem with, uh, you, you know, it's interesting, uh, Sean, and I, I said this literally probably 12, 15 years ago when I was in Washington, D.C. as a music jock at Mix 107.3. I said that, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're going to use mental fitness as a way to determine whether or not you should have a firearm. Now, you're thinking on the top of it, oh, hell yeah, you know, you, you don't want an insane person with a gun. Well, you know. Do you realize what the government is now calling people who are uh, not right in their minds? People who don't believe that the uh, 2020 election was fair. Uh, people who yeah. didn't believe, uh, who believe that the Hunter Biden laptop was real. People who believe in a 240-year-old document that guides our principles as a governing uh, a republic. Those are things that the United States government right now are considering uh, people who are uh, out of their minds. So they're going to try and use mental fitness the same way the Soviet Union did uh, to send people to re-education camps or take away their firearms. But it is interesting right, well, thought- in the in the state state by state comparison, Pennsylvania versus Maryland. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I, I better be careful because I, I think I qualify for that mental fitness. But uh, do you? you know, I, 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 I own, I own both a nine millimeter handgun and I, I built. I guess it's a ghost gun because I, I obtained the parts and built an AR-15. Uh, it does not have a serial number, but uh, I can go to a registered firearms dealer and, and get its serial number. You know, so I, I'm not okay. going to go around shooting people. You know. I, yeah, I, yeah. I I hate being uh, stigmatized, but, you know, facts are facts. Yeah, 99, listen, more, Sean, 90, 90 plus percent of us are, uh, are completely um, responsible gun owners, uh, but the government doesn't care about that. They want to take guns away because guns bad. Uh, on the way, Amber Athey, Washington editor of The Spectator, going to be joining us to talk about gun control and other stuff. Amber Athey, uh, Washington editor of The Spectator, she joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Good morning, Amber. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I haven't uh, had you on for a while. Uh, it's good to have you back on. I'd like to say that because I am a follower of yours, that I, I guess I'm an atheist. <laughs> may, may, have, have you heard that oh, before? Have you, have you heard that if before? If I had a dollar for every time someone in high school said that to me, Rob, I would uh, be a rich woman. I'm sorry to whip out the dad jokes on you. I've been in a, in a car <laughs> With two children for like uh, two day, four days all together, but anyway, welcome, uh, welcome to the show. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in in the country. I'd like to start with uh, this gun control push by the Biden administration. Uh, they seem to have completely forgotten Buffalo and the fact that what was in it about uh, was it about uh, the country was being divided by. Uh, what was it? Um, white replacement. White yeah, right. White replacement, uh, though. All of the white people. I believe you're a white person, right? I don't know what your heritage is, but you, you seem fairly uh, olive complected, I guess. Um, but th- that was the problem. It was white supremacy and it was a white replacement was was happening. Where did that go, Amber? Where did that go? Well, it conveniently disappeared as soon as they couldn't use that in the Texas school shooting because the suspect was a Hispanic male. And so all of a sudden the narrative shifted to we have to talk about guns. And Biden gave this really bizarre speech where he talked about how nine millimeter handguns can like rip people's lungs apart. (laughs) And now his new crusade is about banning nine millimeter handguns. 
I would like to know what he plans on uh, having his Secret Service members use instead because they actually recently switched to nines back in 2019. So apparently he is, is uh, going to have to be happy with having his own security use a lesser caliber. And then there's tons of police forces across the country who, of course, use like 45s and 40s, 40 calibers which are even stronger caliber. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's another boogeyman for the left to focus on because they don't really want to talk about any of the underlying issues about why young men go on these shooting sprees. Yeah, and one of the things that, that has not been mentioned, and I mentioned it the day after Rivaldi, and that is, uh, can you imagine, <clears throat> these are two 18-year-old men, by the way, who waited until their 18th birthdays to get guns, who were most probably in the middle of their sophomore year, maybe the beginning of their uh, junior year in high school when all of these insane COVID restrictions happened, and they were... Uh, you know, basically shut in rooms by themselves. Uh, they faced uh, um, ostracism for whatever reason uh, because of bullying and then also having to do remote learning in a dark room playing video games all day. Uh, that in combination with the last 20 years of people terrifying them that the world was going to end. Is this a big surprise to you, uh, Amber, that uh, a couple um, rogue individuals who are legit uh, mentally ill would do something like this and then of course the democrats would use this to uh, take away uh, weapons from uh, from americans that are guaranteed by the second amendment no unfortunately i don't think it's surprising and uh, obviously we've had guns in our country since its inception and school shootings yet have only been happening over the past 20 to 30 years and there are so many societal factors that can cause this the lockdowns, I think, absolutely. I mean, when you look at the mental health decline of teenagers in particular due to the two years of lockdown, that's going to lead to negative outcomes of people not just harming themselves but harming others. And then there's the decline of religion in public life. There's the lack of social ties, isolation among young men, this message that young men are toxic and they have to yes. suppress their masculinity. Yes. All of that contributes to a really unhealthy environment. And these young men, unfortunately, lash out in really horrible ways. And it, with school shootings in particular, it's a copycat effect yes. because they see the notoriety that the prior shooters get from the media and the way that politicians use them and talk about them in perpetuity to advance their own ends. Yeah. Now, you know, one other thing, Amber, and I made this analogy <clears throat> early on after 9-11, uh, and I, I was, you know, in my early 30s, my, my son had just been born, <clears throat> and I remember they were debating what to do, what to do, what to do, armed pilots, uh, you know, air marshals, um, uh, put uh, metal doors on uh, cockpits and all of this, and people went bat guano crazy. People went insane with the fear of someone getting on a plane and driving it into the ground at 700 miles an hour. People went insane. Then, of course, you added all of these restrictions with regard to handguns or, or not handguns I should wait with with regard to masking and whatnot and and that's when people started to do really nutty things like try to grab a door and get off the plane uh, try to do whatever uh, possible ha having to be restrained by um, <clears throat> by by uh, uh, you know people on the plane and whatnot uh, this is I think kind of the same sort of scenario involved where you're driven absolutely nuts by a fear that is not necessarily uh, real when you look at the grand scheme of things. It's the same sort of things, except for these are our students, and they've been driven insane by lockdowns, restrictions, not seeing their friends' faces, being told that everything is going to kill them. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's really good analysis. I mean, we go through society with sort of a contract with one another, and when we 
add masking into that scenario where you're not able to really read people's facial expressions when you can't see, you know, people's smiles. And in some cases, we weren't even allowed to leave our homes for certain periods of time. And even to this day, a lot of schools still have quarantines of 10 days to two weeks before kids can go back after they test positive for the yeah. virus. Yeah. And when you're not able to really interact with other humans in a way that makes you feel seen, then it, it contributes greatly to that sense of isolation that I imagine a lot of these young men are feeling. I've got uh, two kids. My son is 22 years old, just graduated from the University of Kansas. Uh, my daughter is 16. She's going to be a senior in high school. And I see the level of anxiety in their lives. Uh, I can tell it. It's it's uh, you know my my son is a good friend, and, and you could tell that she's uh, you know very anxious about a lot of things. And I and I don't blame kids for this because it's very 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 different from when I grew up. I'm a Generation Xer. You are uh, a millennial. Um, you know, I guess you're closer to this than I am with regard to the bat guano craziness going on in America's schools. Um, what did you experience growing up that? Uh, uh, that that maybe somebody a generation Xer cannot relate to, uh, with regard to wokeism, with regard to fear in schools. Yeah, there really wasn't much when I was in Good. school. I was still, yeah. I mean, I still grew up in an area where we would go ride our bikes all day, and we just had to be home by dinner time. Yes. Uh, we yes. were we really had free run of of the town. But as I got older, and as, especially when I got to college, I started to see the wokeness creep in, and mm-hmm. I heard these accusations. Um, from people to each other. It was like classmates were all of a sudden enemies, either because of their politics or because of their skin color or their gender. We were all being pitted against one another, and it created this really divisive environment where you you really couldn't trust the people that were supposed to be in your peer group, and that was a really weird sensation. And then I would also say there were other kids my age who weren't as lucky as me to grow up the way that I did. I, I saw some kids who really bought into the participation trophy uh, culture that you're a special snowflake and you get everything that you want. I mean, that was a real phenomenon for millennials. Um, my, my parents weren't, weren't really about that, but there were a lot of kids who did grow up that way. And it led to this mindset that if you don't get every single thing that you want in life, then you have somehow been failed by society yeah. and it can either cause kids to lash out or to be brassed. I mean, there's a whole range of, of possible reactions to that, none of which I think are good for society. Or throw a ten- temper tantrum when uh, people don't get their way. Uh, like, for right. instance, at Netflix, um, walking out because uh, they supported Dave Chappelle and his uh, his comedy uh, show. There's that. I call them candy aisle kids, by the way. Uh, let me, uh, real quick, I know you wanted to talk about Ilya Shapiro and uh, the Georgetown Center for the Constitution. Why don't you explain um, what's going on with Ilya uh, with regard to uh, his tweets, uh, with with the tweets shared by Ilya, I should say, uh, and what is happening uh, on that front? Yeah, so uh, I think it was a couple of months ago now, Ilya Shapiro was tweeting about Biden's decision to nominate uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson for the yes. Supreme Court. And he was pointing out that Biden using um, this pre-qualification of someone being a black woman to be nominated to the Supreme Court was possibly missing out on other more qualified candidates. Of course. And so it was a commentary on affirmative action, and naturally Georgetown students, um, who I know quite well, I went to uh-huh. undergrad there, had this meltdown and demanded that the university law school fire Ilya Shapiro for yeah. even suggesting this. 
the university launched an investigation into his tweets and they actually cleared him, but in a really weird kind of cowardly way because yeah. they said that he wasn't an employee of the university when he sent it. Therefore, he could not be disciplined for it. Whereas obviously the correct response should have been there was nothing wrong with his tweet. Yes. Uh, but they reinstated him on Friday. And today he published an article in the Wall Street Journal um, offering his resignation. So he's actually quitting Georgetown. I love it. Because, he, as he says, he had no guarantee that he would last more than a week or two if he said anything else vaguely conservative yes. or libertarian. Yes. The university made quite clear that they were not willing to protect his ability to speak. Well, this is the manifestation of the candy aisle kids. And the reason why I call them that, Amber, is because when I was growing up, if we went to the checkout line and there was candy there, and I'd say to my mom, hey, mom, can I have a Snickers? She'd say no. And I'd right. say, can I have a Snickers? She'd say, uh, I said no. Uh, and now you've got kids, or at least, you know, uh, my son's 22. I started seeing kids in, in stores throwing themselves down on the floor and, and, and collapsing in like they, they'd just been to a funeral. Uh, and, 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 you know, anything to stop the embarrassment. Mom, will, I'll buy you anything. Just stop embarrassing me. And that is manifesting itself in places like Georgetown, except for now the, the administrators of the university, the higher-ups, they respond to the candy aisle kids by doing stupid crap like this uh and and these students and and i've got an expression i like to use it's called get your asses to your classes we've seen where universities like the university of missouri i used to respect and support until blm took over the quad and they camped out there and the the chancellor and the university president quit because of the blm protesters and the temper tantrums all they had to do was say get your asses to your classes and they're afraid to do that and that is what manifests itself at georgetown law do you support Elias' decision or are you thinking maybe this hasn't really sent a message maybe he could have done more good at the university what do you think i i have mixed feelings about it because i really feel that the students could benefit obviously from his presence <laughs> on campus and hearing a diverse viewpoint but i also understand having been in that environment before that when you are surrounded by people who hate you and want to see your failure yeah. there's there's only so much you can really accomplish there and so i am sure his talents will be better utilized yeah. somewhere else somewhere that's more grateful to have him and at some point, Georgetown, hopefully we'll see the error of their ways. There are some woke companies that are starting to realize that yes. this is not paying off. Netflix is a great example of this. Yep. They warn their employees that if you don't like that we are producing content that you may find objectionable or that you disagree with, then you should find somewhere else to work. And yes. hopefully yes. more companies and more universities will start going that way. Well, they are doing <clears throat> that, Amber. I've seen more and more companies do this. I know that Elon Musk said, get your butt to work, because uh, people were saying mm -hmm. they're not going to come to work. These things, uh, these sort of things were happening. Pizza Hut, they're supporting apparently some sort of a, a drag book. Have you heard about this? Oh, I have not, but it sounds... <sighs> Sounds about right. Well, I suggested that pizza, what they do is they, for uh, Pride Month, if they're going to support a drag book, that they should uh, take their vegetarian pizza and actually have sausage in it, but uh, just c cover it up with cheese and veggies. So that uh, veg and just just have the pizza actually uh, have it to identify as a vegetarian pizza and hide the sausage with, uh, with, with vegetables and cheese. What do you think? I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. The trans pizza um, is perfect. I remember back when Pizza Hut used to have the reading program where your parents would sign off that you had read a book and you would get a free 
small cheese pizza. Yes. But I guess like maybe the classics wouldn't qualify anymore. You no. have to read genderqueer in order to get your free pizza now. <laughs> Very much. All right, Amber, I greatly appreciate you joining me today. I'll never use the atheist joke again. I apologize. I just got back from a vacation with my kids, so I, I kind of leaned into the dad, dad joke pretty seriously over the vacation. Uh, but I'll move away, come up with some new material. Uh, you can find uh, Amber. You're on just about everything. True Social, Getter, and uh, and Twitter at Amber underscore Athey, right? That's correct. And then I also have my new podcast, Unfit to Print, that I'm really excited about. I can't wait. And is it available on all the usual suspects? Yes, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Rumble starting, I think, today. Oh, excellent. We'll check it out. I'm on Rumble right now as we speak. Have a glorious week, and let's have you on again uh, much sooner this time, okay? Okay, sounds good. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.